0: American Outlaws, hello, Donald Wine here, and I hope that through the craziness that has carried over from 2020 to 2021 that you're all doing well out there. Listen, we have a special interview today, and by now you know that on January 1st, we released our 2021 AO member shirt, easily the boldest shirt we've ever produced. We the change. There's a lot behind those words, and as we're in the beginning stages of the busiest year in our organization, it's also the most important year for us. And those words will be a central theme of all we hope to bring you in 2021. So we're going to be discussing that today. But to do that, we want people to get inside the mind of the person who came up with this concept. And hopefully, that will lead into a discussion about what we the change means, and how we can be successful at bringing the change to American soccer that we seek in this important year. So I bring in my Good homie, Aaron Dolores. Aaron Dolores is the founder of Black Arrow FC, which is a platform and lifestyle brand that focuses on the cross section between soccer and black culture. And as we kick off Black History Month, I thought it'd be terrific to have Aaron on to discuss Black Arrow, the concept for our new membership shirt, and the ideals and principles that accompany it. So Aaron, my man, we've been talking about this for a while. I'm glad to finally get to have the chance to have this conversation with you today.
1: For sure. Well, thank you for having me. And it's a, um, an honor and a pleasure to work with the um, American Outlaws. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And, um, you know, you and I have known each other for a while, but um, we hadn't really had the opportunity to work together um, formally. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, and like you said, we've known each other for for years, probably going back to 2014 or 2015. But uh, I, I want to start off with just black arrow. Like, tell us about it. Tell us the mission behind the brand.
1: Yeah. So, um, while We launched, I would say it's almost been three years now. And, um, you know, really, I would say one of the most important things for, um, for our brand is the fact that I myself wasn't, um, really into soccer, um, until, um, doing some traveling internationally. And I, you know, fell in love with the sport and, um, you know, but very, you know, amateur as far as like understanding, you know, um, this global world of of soccer. Um, And, you know, although I did play when I was younger, and all the way through high school, it was, um, you know, where I grew up, it was, um, soccer is very much considered um, a recreational sport, you know what I mean? Um, And so, you know, after just, you know, the, the game piquing my interest and in, in, in starting to see some of the culture that the, um, the game represented, I just, you know, logically asked the question, um, you know, what is the role of black people in, you know, in, in this massive game and um, how and where are our stories being told and, um, you know, just through doing some research, I really found out that, um, you know, here you have the, the biggest game in the world. And um, you know, black people didn't really have a, um, an opportunity or a platform to, to tell our own stories and have the content created in a way that um, you know, we like to um, see things sometimes, you know. So, um, you know, I really just stopped everything that I was doing, and I was just so motivated at um, really what what the, the potential of, you know, what we could build. And a big part of that was, being able to, um, you know, connect in with the, the different stakeholders of um, soccer, whether that's, you know, um, groups like the American Outlaws, whether that's players, whether that's fans, whether that's clubs, um, you know, and I, I thought it was important for the industry to have one entity that kind of, in one way or another represented the black voice, um, you know, as a way to, um, you know, also bring the game to the black community right um because if we want more black folks to play the sport and watch the sport then it has to be kind of positioned in a way that that makes sense for for black people how black people like to consume um content so um yeah that's that's what we do is everything from events to documentary content to um you know telling stories and um, you know, really just trying to, um, you know, do our part in in growing, in growing the game here in the U S.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and even with the name itself, Black Arrow, you're thinking, okay, Black Arrow, that makes, you know, that makes sense, but there's a story behind that name even too. tell us about that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So that comes from, um, the, the father of Gil Scott Heron. And for those who don't know who Gil Scott Heron is, he's the, um, kind of the godfather of, um, of hip hop, the, the, the precursor. Uh, he was one of the first, um, you know, kind of poets to put, um, you know, his, his rhymes over, um, like instrumentals. Um, and he's also the, the poet that, um, made the revolution will not be televised. Um, and so, um, come to find out that his father was actually a professional soccer player. His father had come from, um, Jamaica, and this is in the, um, in the late 50s, um, his father had come from Jamaica, given birth to um, to Gil Scott Heron um, and eventually got um, scouted by um, the Celtic um, and became the first black player to play for um, the Celtic. and um, he actually wasn't the first black player to play in Scotland come to find out, but he was the first player to play um, for, for Celtic and Um, at the time the fans um, because he was fast and he was black um, had nicknamed him um, Black Arrow (laughs) yeah and so um, yeah I mean that, that actually what is is more important than just kind of like a cool story because for me what it represented was you know not knowing much about Soccer, every time I looked into something, every time I went down a rabbit hole, every time I researched, I would always find these amazing um, kind of connections to Black history, you know. Um, and so it really motivated me um, to, um, you know, do some of the projects that we've done and to like really go after this thing because I'm like, wow, there's all these untold stories out there that really connected with, um, with Black folks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that cross-section is just even in the name apparent, you know, Gil Scott Heron wanted, you know, I'm from Detroit one of Detroit's finest and just yeah. <laughs> this section of blending music and that kind of culture with, with that part of the culture with the soccer and having just a link that no one would really think about. I mean, even that story I told uh, last year because it was inspired by that just clip that you just mentioned right there, that he was linked to, the first player to ever play for a black player to ever play for Celtic. That's awesome. So, yeah, I know. one
1: amazing thing is his, um, his granddaughter reached out to me um, maybe a year and a half after we started the brand. Um, And, you know, she said, just like, this is amazing what you've done. And, you know, uh, my grandfather would be proud and, you know, I actually, last year, um, her and her family, um, they had never been to a a game. Um, they didn't have a connection with the team. And so, um, through this also two things that had happened since launching this brand is I was able to connect with the, the Celtic prior, um, to even meeting her. And when, um, she said that they wanted to go to a game, I was able to connect her with the club and, you know, they gave her the red carpet treatment and invited her out to a game and honored her at, at, um, at halftime, So that was a big moment for me to kind of just like, um, you know, kind of confirm that, you know, not only is this in platform important, but there's this opportunity to make these um, connections with with our history.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was a great story. And, you know, they talked about that. I mean, that was international news. That wasn't just, you know, in for a sure. segment of the internet that people would have to search to find. That was on front pages, which is an incredible achievement uh, for Black Arrow. Listen, you've done quite a bit of partnerships in your short history. I noticed you're wearing a reggae shirt from Wolves. That's one of them, the most recent one. Uh, but AS Roma, uh, LA Galaxy, Black Players for Change, Black Players Alliance, and and you know other ones. Like, How do you find these strategic partnerships? What's the strategy behind it? And what draws you to work with some of these teams? Thanks, a lot
1: um well real quick this isn't a wool shirt but i i think it's funny that you pointed that out this is just a
0: reggae shirt that i i mean it I looks like one I, I can see yeah, the wolf yeah. in the front <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um yeah you know so i would say that like one of the most important things when starting this is um you know figuring out how we're going to connect in with the stakeholders of the industry right because inevitably um, the teams and the leagues and the players and all of these things are the ones that um, you know control the the industry and run the industry and make the money and things like that so um, you know we started from, actually from the business side the way that black arrow works is um, kind of we create you know co-branded projects with um, you know teams leagues brands whoever wants to work with us and um, tell black stories to reach black people to you know, make their brand look cool. Um, you know, so that's really, um, what is behind a lot of that, but, um, you know, for the most part, everyone that we work with is just a matter of like, um, you know, teams reaching out to us and saying like, Hey, we, we love what you're doing. We've seen your content, we've checked you out and like, um, we'd love to work with you, you know? Um, and that's, it wasn't always like that. I would say over the last year now, you know, it's really just um, much more about who reaches out to us because um, it, it, I think it means a lot because it kind of just, it makes the relationship natural, you know, and um, we don't have to try to like, uh, this game is global and it's huge and don't necessarily have to be down people's doors to want to to tell black stories and, and often, um, this this would make me kind of a fan of a team because you know someone reaches out and says, "Hey, our club wants to align our brand with with what you guys are doing, and we want to tell black stories." And so, um, yeah, that's that that's where most of that has, has come from.
0: Well, it's good that you're seeing that, and it's not necessarily you you're trying to seek out and say, you know, please tell black stories. They're they're having a desire to want to come to you. Uh, I think that speaks to just how far in a short period of time, this, you know, the cross section between black culture and soccer has just kind of evolved. What, where do you see, have you seen that? And also just where do you hope it will go in the next five to 10 years? What's that trajectory for in your mind?
1: Yeah. So I would say that that demand is a combination of, you know, what we've done and what we've built as a brand. Right. And then it's, um, you know, on the other hand, it's just the um, the swag and the influence that Black people have in general, right? And so, um, you know, I think that everybody wants to expand, reach new audiences, reach new territories, and so um, I think that's that's often what's behind, um, you know, uh, uh, some of the the outreach. But um, you know, what we are expanding into is. Um, you know, seeing Black Arrow as um, kind of an, an over, like in, in an umbrella organization, where under it. We have these individual verticals that we are um, kind of bringing this concept of black soccer into, right? So that could be um, merchandise, that's um, films where we're right now working on a documentary with AS Roma and another documentary that we filmed in Kenya um, that could be gaming um and so you know i i look at um you know I, I, we want this combination of black and soccer to be every everywhere within um everywhere soccer can possibly be right um and i think it's a it's it's a better time than ever um you know for that to be the case because um you know soccer clubs are they all have esports teams right there um films on netflix and so mm-hmm. there, there's there's any amount of um, you know, kind of like applications of our of our brand, right? Um, and so yeah, we just want to continue to to grow and use our platform as well to um, you know give content creators um, that want to tell Black stories um, to be able to do that under under um, Black Arrow. So. Yeah, does that answer your question? Were you thinking more as where does um, Black Arrow go, or where does this, where do Black people in, in soccer go?
0: No, I think I think the question answers itself, and the way you described it is great because I think that Black Arrow is going to be a part of that landscape. So seeing it through that lens is is a great thing as well. Uh, just to kind of piggyback off of that, from a global perspective, what are you hoping to see in the next, you know? Let's say five years. What are you expecting to to see as this cross section becomes more intertwined and is more of a section than a cross section?
1: Yeah. When I started this and when I looked at the landscape of soccer, my my thing is um, I wanted to have an offering to the to the industry and not just do a bunch of like cool kid stuff. Um, and so what I felt was really important was, um, you know, there was a lot of conversations and still are about, you know, are Black people um, into soccer? Are they playing soccer? Is there access to the sport and all of these things? And so I wanted to take the, the, the onus or even the pressure for our brand to say, let's get more Black people in the stands, frankly. Uh-huh because as fans and as consumers of the sport, so many other things come along with that, right? If you're a fan, you're gonna play more. If you're a sp- fan, you're gonna spend more. If you're a fan, you're going to um, help grow the game and advocate the game more. So um, I wanted to kind of like look at this, 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 this lens and this landscape and really focus on like um, one, creating a space for the current black soccer fans um because what we found is that there was already a lot of like black soccer fans they just didn't really have um you know a a magnet or something to connect, connect in with and to connect with each other um and then um you know take on the the role and you know responsibility of creating new fans and and what that means is sometimes we have to explain to people what offsides is sometimes we have to um, you know, not not be snobby if someone doesn't know who um, you know right. <laughs> Ronaldo is or whatever. And so um, you know finding this like um, balance between um, you know kind of growing the game and talking about the game, but also building a bridge for those people that don't quite understand it and and, um, and, and making it more accessible in that way, you know.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense um, and, and definitely something that I think can blossom, especially over the next few years. I do want to turn to the member shirt uh, because when we had Pretty our sure. first, when we first had our meeting about designing the 2021 member shirt, a, a lot of people don't know this, but you had a connection already with AO. You hadn't worked with us before, but the bar that I think you're a partner with, uh, the the athletic club is the yeah. AO Oakland bar.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm part owner of a new sports bar here in Oakland and um, it within that, I really took the lead. And this was at the same time I was launching black arrow, um, like uh, kind of overseeing and like creating the the soccer programming there, um, which is a lot more work than you would think because, you know, everybody wants to come and watch the NFL. Everybody wants to come and watch the NBA. Mm-hmm. And so you really got to, um, you know, carve out, you know, real estate within the the, um, the bar to be able to um, make sure soccer folks have a, um, you know, games to watch. The games that they want to watch are on. You got the right packages. You're you're open at seven in the morning, and then you have to justify that across the business. So, um, yeah, that's that that was a really cool um, kind of like program for me to run because Oakland is a diverse place and so you know you got to see all right here's the Barcelona fans here's the Chelsea fans the Man Utd fans the Arsenal fans are the craziest and (laughs) you know really realizing that like the, the fans are all like very different groups of people one of the groups that um yeah is is the American outlaw so um you know I was I did a lot to make sure that when the US national team games were on that the outlaws always had their their space in the bar. They had the sound on, you know what I mean? We had the the um, the scarves up and the posters up and the mm-hmm. giveaways and all of those type of things. Um so yeah, that was um that's actually my first kind of um, you know, how I first found out Amer- American Outlaws, um, you know, after meeting you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And so you've had some experience, but you, this is a, you know, a different kind of venture. So what's, what's sold you, I mean, we wanted to work with you, but what's sold you on wanting to be a part of this member shirt design process and collaborate with us?
1: Um,
0: you, you, <laughs>
1: <laughs> to, you know, to, a, to a certain degree, um, you reaching out and like I said, um, I love when people want to work with us. I love when people want to tell, you know, black stories. And so there's always um, a different way and application to do that. Um, You know, I know with it being a national organization that, um, you know, it's huge and there's members all over the place. And so, you know, I really kind of thought it would be a cool opportunity for, you know, Black Arrow. I'm very much into like solving things and telling stories, like through lead- leadership. And so, I thought it was a good opportunity for um, you know for us to um, set the t- set the tone and, and send a message um, to you know American soccer and 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 have it be kind of a um, a, a way that we can insert our our, our influence and in our message and. Um, and and things that we wanted to get across to people. So um, yeah, super excited. I would be wearing it today, but it's too cold. So,
0: I, <laughs> Well, see, I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm from Michigan, so it's it's like 30 degrees out here in DC, and cold is nothing to me. That's 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 okay. that's warm. Uh, so I was able to wear it. I, I I completely get. I have my windows open. I'm I'm stupid. Okay. So, um, but I do want to talk about this theme. You know, we had a change. I, I'll hold it up a little bit for people who are watching at home. Uh, Mm-hmm. When we saw it, it was a powerful theme. And I, I do want to quote when you when we released the shirt, uh, you mentioned uh, that you wanted to use this opportunity to highlight the fact that players can't and shouldn't carry this torch alone. This torch being the be the change campaign that the men uh, started with their jackets and also the women following with the Black Lives Matter jackets uh, a week later. Mm-hmm. That inspiration, what what are arri- What How did you arrive at that concept? Because that is. Even in when you think about it, you're like, okay, that's this is a great concept, but it you were way here and had to get to a point where that was the way to change. How did that spark in your brain?
1: Yeah, so I I would say there's two major things. Um, One was um, you know I've really been kind of connected to just the reality that the problems that we're trying to solve in society um, cannot. You know just happen through celebrity culture it can't happen just through players it can't just happen through LeBron you know and so I think that we've kind of gotten to this point where we have this expectation almost of these um and it, it happened pretty quickly if you you know like for my in Michael Jordan's era it was like the expectation was you said you don't need to say anything right and then mm-hmm. Um, guys started speaking out a little bit more and more and more and more and now you know in the blink of an eye it's turned into like you know they, they they're getting after cats if they don't if they don't speak out you know mm-hmm. which um, you know which is great but also um, you know I come from coming from outside of um, soccer and being from Oakland California where you know the, the Black Panthers are from and um, you know, a big part of the civil rights movement. I never really, like I, you know, in Oakland, you know, say, like, Hey, we got a, we got a problem. Let's go get soccer. Let's go <laughs> talk to the soccer players. You know right. what I mean? Like that's not how, you know, it's like these things happen in the streets and they happen there. So um that's just part of my my perspective and so in um watching when the the players came out um you know and i think for the u.s national team specifically they were in in an interesting position because the social movement had um you know already been um you know going for a, a few months and um things had kind of like evened out a little bit and so like they kind of had to make their statement after a lot of conversations had gone on, a lot of back and forth and things had kind of, um, you know, um, already churned like that. So when they came out with the, the be the change, um, you know, frankly, I was thinking like for them, it's a little bit of a statement that's saying like, we all need to be this change, right? Like, it didn't say I'm only going to change. It's basically saying we all need to be this change that we, um, you know, that we want. And so, um, you know, I felt like I wanted to figure out an opportunity for the American outlaws to be able to, within the concept of a a T-shirt and design to capture that message and reflect it back to the players um, and, and literally say as you guys are asking us to, to be the change like we're understanding that we're going to be the change um, and and to in a certain degree promote um, the the reality that if we want to change things and we need to change things you know, can't just be on to the players that the people in the stands have to um, take on that, that, that responsibility as well, you know? Um, and so, yeah, you know, and, it was also just driven by the fact that, you know, one of the things you and I talked about was like, you know, you have the women are over here meeting, the men are over here meeting, you know, mm-hmm. the black players of the MLS over here meeting the black players, of the USL meeting, I'm talking to all of them. And so I'm thinking, okay, like how, can we unify our message and like, um, you know, in our communication, right? Um, you know, because I think we, we are all hoping for the same thing. And so let, let's try to create that that connection. Maybe it's just through starting with the t-shirt, but um, you know, ho- hopefully that, that, that connection creates this, um, you know, this mm-hmm. unity between the players and the fans, right? At the end of the day, what you want is you want players to come out and say, "We want change." You know, here's what we want you guys to do, and then fans going to show up and doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Giving back, donating, um, volunteering, helping people out, and that's like what we're trying to achieve rather than just okay, a player spoke out, a player did something great. We're happy that he did it. Now let's just go on with our life, you know? right? so um yeah that's i saw saw things trending in that direction and i was like you know let me maybe this is a cool opportunity to to change that a little bit
0: yeah uh and we'll get to we'll we'll come back to the the actual central themes and some of the ideals behind it in a second i do want to touch quickly on uh george baker who is the artist who uh you approached about rendering this and and turning this you know template and, and design into a reality what yeah. was it about him? How did you link with him, and what was it about him that led you to choose him as the artist to kind of create this vision? Because his vision was great, and it's it's an interesting concept. Some people say it's it's kind of a school rock or a schoolhouse rock type of theme, but I kind of like that because schoolhouse rock had messages in it, and you always yeah. you always left learning something. And, and with this shirt, hopefully, people leave you know look at it and serves kind of as a reminder or, or a learning experience. So, how did you link with him?
1: Yeah, so um, you know, always just have an eye out for, you know, one of the most important things that we do do and can do with Black Arrow is like use these creative opportunities to um bring in other um, you know, creatives that are outside of soccer, um, you know, to 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 work in it, both to um, you know, get there to get them interested in it and to give them a, a platform to, um, you know, get get across their their art. So, um, actually, one of um, our partners in um, in Atlanta was a big fan of of him, and he does a lot of um, work around Atlanta and a lot of big illustrations. And you know, for me, I have a tough time with t-shirts, honestly, because I feel like it's hard. You know, it's like. You want to say a lot, but how do you how do you get across a lot without just writing it on there? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, w- working with an illustrator that could um, you know create a scene, you know what I mean, and not just something that was um, symbolic, you know what I mean. Um, and so yeah, we we kind of just like worked worked together on that, and with um, when I'm looking at the American Outlaws thinking about it with it being a, a supporters group I thought it would be um relevant and important to um show basically what supporters groups look like which is right. you know <laughs> big fans with signs and things like that so at, at the same time I um you know I figured it was a an on-point representation of you know functionally what Supporters groups do, um, and then to have both the players and the supporters um, section kind of, um, you know, on one image, you know, kind of um, represented. Like, well, you know, what the, the message that I wanted to to get across, you know. Um, so yeah, um, and and George, you know, what I love. One of the things is like with Black Arrow is that like when we reach out to people and we say, "Yo, here's this like soccer thing," I think um, we we always get a good response because um, even if people aren't necessarily into soccer, um, you know, they they always just think think that it's cool. Like, wow, some soccer folks are reaching out out, out to me, you know, what yeah. I mean? and want what, what I do to live in their world. So, yeah. Um, no, that's cool. That's real cool. Hopefully, it came out, and we have the color um, poster. You know, as as people will see, there's um, a color version of it, and his his art is very colorful. So that's actually um, one of the big things that that stuck out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and those of you out there, you'll see the full color poster. We're going to be releasing that pretty soon uh probably in the next month or so uh once we get everything ready to to do it in, in different sets of prints he has different colors he has a full color he has some that are you know three different colors uh, and any one of those you can see the message and you kind of see his vision behind it uh clear as well so uh, it was definitely great to have george and we thank him for being a part of it um so i get back to the the theme of the con the, the concept and the theme and the ideals mm-hmm. behind it, you know, united, equality, stop racism, inclusion, equal pay. Those are very strong It's and someone would probably sit there and say, okay, well in one year, you're not going to change all of that. So mm-hmm. I, I obviously say that doesn't stop us from trying, but yeah. what do you think would be a tangible result? What do you think that we can look back on in 2020, at the end of 2021, hopefully we're out of this pandemic by then, but we can look back together in person and say we made progress in this area. What what is that what is a tangible result that you think can be met in 2021?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I would say that in looking at this in a t-shirt, and this was something that I kind of thought would be interesting to take on as a concept, which was like, you know, your question of what what can we do? I wanted to take a step back and say, like, what? Um, how do we need to reformulate the way that we operate currently in order to be able to be unified to to move together and create this change? Mm-hmm. And you can only do so much with a with a t shirt. So, in looking at what was possible, you know, as I was saying, I felt like there was a a big um, potentially missed opportunity for players to come out make a statement and people pretend like they were listening but um people were maybe just looking you know to, to see how they were going to do it and what they were going to say and were they you know were they going to be kneeling and what was the words and you know like what are we going to do so uh, even before looking at like what is possible I just felt like we have so many smart, dope, you know, great black players on the US national team. Um, I thought that how can we run with who these guys are currently? Mm-hmm. And what are, what are the messages that they are looking to um, promote and how can we help them achieve it? Um, and I, I believe that to be the function of a supporters group. Right, which is to um, support support the players, right? Support support the team, mm-hmm. support the, the things that the team and the players are trying to achieve. Um, so before even like storming out into society and thinking about the changes, you know, I felt like um, you know trying to um, make that connection stronger was was um, what what I might help help achieve, right? Um, What's possible? I mean, I can tell you right now that I think a lot of um, funding, I think a lot of um, change is, is, is already happening. Um, you know, it's, it's not where it needs to be. Um, it doesn't mean that anyone should rest on their laurels, but I think this social movement is going to um, have created a lot of investment um, a lot of additional thought and perspective into the way corporations are operating, the way teams are operating, the way, um, you know, the U.S. national team is operating. Um, and so I think these things are going to take time, but I personally am part of a lot of, um, you know, behind closed doors meetings where, you know, really awesome things are, are starting to, you um, worked on and planned and, and actually funded you know what I mean so um you know and I think that to a certain degree um some of the some of the uh, of our ability to pretend like there weren't these issues is just kind of like gone by the wayside and now people show up and they're like we know it's an issue we're ready to go what do we need to do mm-hmm. um so yeah I think that um you know there's 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 a lot of possibilities Um, and I think the great thing is of all the all the change that we can and are going to create are all going to be things that are going to make this you know country stronger to make U.S. soccer stronger um to create more fans to create more awareness and so um you know I think that we don't have to necessarily just think of creating change as like you know in a soup kitchen and handing out food you know what i mean although that that needs to happen as well because people are hungry but um you know i think like as we diversify the sport as we tell more black stories um you know everybody's gonna win you know everybody's going to gain gain that you know what i mean um i always hear people say like you know what if we had the lebron james like playing playing soccer you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so my my answer to that is like well we got to convince the LeBron Jameses the future LeBron Jameses of the world that they should play soccer so why should they you know right and let's create it let's create an environment that doesn't just create a pipeline for them but let's create an environment that is calling them let's create an environment that is um you know welcoming that is you know these type of things so um you know that's what, that that's what I think is is possible
0: yeah and, and honestly to that end like you know you mentioned the age-old question of what would happen if LeBron James or Domincan Sioux or Tim Duncan would play soccer instead of their respective sports I'm like what's you know why can't we just create more opportunities for more Western McKinney's and more Tyler Adams because they're out there too for sure you know and you know yeah. LeBron James is six eight and 270. If you've met yeah. a 6'8", 270 soccer player, I want to meet him because I ain't met yeah. him yet, right? So like, yeah. even yeah. those sort of things where we get everybody to the table, and you mentioned this in, in, in earlier when you were talking about getting all of these uh, different entities and organizations and coalitions to kind of unify their message and, and get on the same page. Uh, I mean, we even last summer uh, were on a group with involving people from around the world where we're trying to get on the same page and, and kind of make sure that when we speak, our message is clear. Um, and I think having all those entities at the same table, to even some that shouldn't be at the table, but need to, right? They need to be sure. present to, to understand what's going on and know that their role in fixing it and their role in, in bringing this change. So I'm really glad that you've been doing that. And I'm glad that you are speaking about that and constantly keeping that message unified as we move forward, because it's going to be very important.
1: For sure. And I think the onus is on the soccer community, because I think we think too much like, you know, how are we going to get more black people to play the sport? You know, and I think for me, I think to myself, I want young black kids to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. They want to be they want to play video games if they want to be doctors, if they want to be ballerinas, musicians. I'm not going to necessarily come to any young kids and say, this is what you should be doing, right? So the onus is on us as a soccer community to convince you know, young, young black kids that they should play soccer if we wanna win, and if, that's what we, if, if that's the reason why we're asking, right? Um, so I think like just thinking about what's, what, what is in it for, for black people right? What, what, is, what, what are the circumstances? What are the environments? How are we treated by fans? What's the messaging from the media? And like these type of things. Um, so that when we do convince them to go play, we're, we're doing it for more than just saying, hey, uh, because we're trying to win, right? So yeah, um, yeah, you no, know, I'm, I'm excited. I think like, I read online, it's very easy to get negative, to feel negative about like, um, you know where things are, where where things are at. But um, I came into this at at such a time where there was at least an awareness of what some of the problems are in the in the industry, and that's a, a good starting point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
0: well, you you entered at the right time. It was needed then. It's it's needed more than ever now, and we we, we will definitely need. Uh, your voice moving forward. Before we get out of here, I, I do want to thank you. Uh just tell the people where they can reach you, how they can get involved with Black Arrow outside of uh American Outlaws or outside of whatever they're doing. How can they get involved with Black Arrow FC?
1: Yeah. So I would say the easiest way is to follow us on Instagram or Twitter. Both is um at, at Black Arrow FC if you just put that in the in the search, um, follow us and, you know, and and then just reach out. You know, we get a lot of people that um, just, I hear me on a podcast and reach out and say, Hey, you know, I love what you're doing. And you know, through those channels, you can find out about projects and events that we, we have going on. And, you know, the best way to support is to just tell more people about it, you know?
0: Absolutely. And for everyone out there, first of all, Aaron, thanks so much. Again, we've been trying to do this for a long time. I'm glad we were able to finally do this. So uh, I appreciate Hi, you man. joining me. Uh, And for everyone out there, uh, I want to thank you for tuning in for this special interview and for just rocking with us. I mean, 2021 was a a terrible year, uh, but, you know, 2021 uh, for Aaron and for all of us, uh, it's going to be better. It's going to be the strongest year. It's going to be our most important year. That means that this is not the end of the story. This is the beginning. So may this shirt, as, as I hold this up again. May it be a reminder for all of us, for all the ideals that we stand for and the call to action that we have accepted. The road to change is going to be windy. It will not be paved, but it is important to stay on that path and we need all of us to stay on that path with us. So we're going to continue to bring you this story throughout the year, the story of this shirt, the ideals that it represents, what we represent. Throughout this month, Black History Month and beyond, we're going to educate and make sure that AO is at the forefront of bringing the change that we seek, whether it's on the field, in the stands, and in our respective communities. So let's push each other to be a part of that change. So for all of us here at AO and for Aaron Dolores and and the entire Black Arrow FC community, I'm Donald Lyon. Take care.